You're listening to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller on philliesnation.com. What's going on, everybody? I'm Johnny Heller, host of the Phillies Nation podcast, and you are listening to a very special episode as baseball is officially back. Uh, just announced, I think yesterday on Tuesday, that um, Rob Manfred is going to institute a 60 game season um as always i'm joined by my co-host ty dalbert ty what's going on yeah not much like you said we got baseball it seems like uh you know as long as they things are are still safe for them and uh there's no major outbreaks uh you know there has been a kind of significant outbreak within major league baseball and the Phillies specifically since we last spoke on this podcast, so we'll have to touch on that. Um, so while COVID-19, it's definitely still here, and um, they'll have to make sure that they can keep things safe uh, in that regard before they actually play baseball and they finish a baseball season. Um, there is a baseball season that is, that is planned at this point. Uh, like you said, Commissioner Rob Manfred, he's instituting that 60-game season. The Players Association said that they'll show up. Uh, and like I said, as long as, you know, with coronavirus going around, that that's obviously the, the big thing uh, in all of this. But as long as, you know, they can, they can do it so that the players are safe, uh, it, it looks like we're going to have at least an attempt at a baseball season. We got – Spring training number two coming up next week. Uh, it almost doesn't feel real that it seems like it's about to happen because we've been talking for so long about like, uh, nope, baseball's never going to happen. They can't figure anything out. But the commissioner always had the power ever since March to just be like, all right, fine, we're playing this many games. And as long as the association decided they were going to, to show up, like they, it was probably going to happen. And it did happen, so I guess we'll keep talking about that throughout this episode. But hopefully, we can hopefully we can see some baseball games. Um, obviously, like I said, I just want to reiterate: like if they're if they're gonna do this, it needs to be as safe as possible for the players and everybody else involved, and that's gonna be the biggest thing in all this. Uh, but at least for now, they got a plan to try to pull it off. Yeah, and I think safety is the big thing. Like you mentioned, there was a little outbreak in um, at the Phillies facility in Clearwater last week. And I think uh, it kind of proved that they might not have been doing enough at the facilities uh, throughout the league uh, to make sure that, you know, pr- to prevent any sort of outbreak. Um, but hopefully, you know, they learned their lesson and um, can f- – you know, teams and the league in general can figure out a way to make it as safe for the players as possible. But um, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's sort of, it, it's weird. Like baseball's all of a sudden just back. It's kind of been a whirlwind a couple of weeks. Obviously the, the dispute between the players association and the owners has been going ongoing for months, but um, you know, last week, I think John Heyman tweeted that an agreement was close between the players and, and um the owners and then it came out that it wasn't and then the outbreak happened um in the Phillies camp and it looked like oh maybe they just won't play this year and then all of a sudden on um you know yesterday we find out that there is going to be 
baseball. Um, and, you know, we have actually never talked about real baseball on this podcast. Uh, we started up, I think, in October, right around when Ty joined Phillies Nation. Um, so we've never, we've never talked about Phillies baseball, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, so um, that, that Phillies outbreak with, I, I think, uh, it was initially five players tested positive uh, for the coronavirus and there and some staffers. And I think, uh, you know, they had more tests coming and there were a few more positives. Uh, that was first reported by Jim Salisbury of NBC sports Philly. Just wanted to, um, say that, but yeah, um, we've talked about spring training games. Johnny was at spring training. Um, yeah, you, you know, it was like so long ago. I yeah. It, like, well, it so, was I mean, so it was long like, ago. That was four months ago. <laughs> I know we've That's been talking crazy. But yeah, like you said, we've been doing this pod, uh, you know, Johnny and I have been doing this since about October, uh, and we've never talked about a regular season baseball game, uh, or a regular season at all. So, you know, it's going to be weird to talk about actual Yeah, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I feel like, I don't know, it's just been so long since we could just talk about things that are happening. Um, but uh, I think one thing we should definitely touch on is, uh, we know what the Philly schedule is going to be, um, at least who their opponents are going to be. It's going to be everyone in the NL East and everyone in the AL East. So I think they play NL East teams, what, between eight and 10 times? Yes. Yeah. So I think that, I think it's 40 games. And so what, there's four other teams, so 10 times, and then the remaining 20s with the, uh, the AL East that that was first reported, I believe, by John Heyman. How that uh, that schedule would go, and Jason Stark reported on it too. But yeah, uh, and I I think it's a bad break for the Phillies. Uh, I like I'm personally excited. Uh, I really like watching some of the teams in the AL East. Um, I think the Yankees. You know, I think people hate the Yankees, but the Yankees consistently put out fun teams to watch. The Rays, you can never find them on TV. They're an awesome team to watch, but they're also, I think the two best teams in baseball, or at least two of the three best teams in baseball. Um, if you want to put the Astros Dodgers in the mix, maybe two of the best four, but uh, they're stacked. And I think the Annalise is also stacked. And um, you know, it's not like the, the only walk in the park really is the Orioles who is a team that, you know, the Phillies have had trouble with bad teams lately. So um, the past few years, they had trouble with the Marlins last year. So, it's a lot of really good teams, even, you know, the Mets and the, and the Nationals, um, they're pretty good. I mean, the Nationals won the World Series. The Braves are really good. Um, Red Sox, Blue Jays, a bunch of teams that are probably set to finish at least 500, if not a lot better. Um, so it's, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I, I kind of like – I'm looking forward to it too. I yeah. think that's going to be – those are fun teams to watch. The Blue Jays are going to be cool to watch, uh, you know – the Orioles, like you said, they won't be very good. They might be. I think they're going to be horrendous. Like, I think they're going to be one of the worst teams ever, winning percentage-wise, because their schedule is, like the Phillies, you know, very, very hard. Plus, they're not a good team at all. They're horrible. Yeah. Yeah, they, they would – so, like, it'll probably be um, – c- because um, there's no – expanded playoffs this year it's just the regular 10 team uh playoff system like like they've been doing 
um, I, I think I think that it'll probably from the AL East it'll be um, the two teams you mentioned, the Yankees and the Rays. They'll probably make it out into the playoffs. Uh, I think that's a pretty safe bet, and I think two teams out of the NL East could make it too. But aside from the Orioles, because it's like small sample size, I don't think I'd be completely shocked of any team in the AL East or NL East outside of the Orioles making the playoffs. That includes the Marlins. We've talked about that. We're in on the rotation. I hope hope they bring Meyer up to the major leagues at some point, their first rounder this year. I hope hope some team – Does Sixto pitch this year? I don't know. Maybe. That would be – That'd be, be cool to watch. watch. Um, Short season Corey Dickerson MVP though. He could be. He <laughs> could be if he's healthy, man. Like yeah, right when he when he's healthy, that guy rakes. And uh, like, would it just shock you? I know we've talked about the Marlins a bunch, and maybe I'm just talking myself into them because it's a funny bit. But would it shock you if like Corey Dickerson and Jesus Aguilar got hot at the same time uh, for, you know, a good chunk of this season. And then the rotation pitched really well and they made a wild card spot. Like, I don't think that's really that far out there. I think they could win the division. I think any team in the NL East could win the division. Yeah. um, Yeah, I agree. And that does include the Phillies, uh, especially I think if they will, um, you know, bring up Bowman and Howard to start this season. Which they should. They absolutely should. Um, definitely Bohm. I could see them having some hesitancy with, with Howard. But um, it's, it's July already. Like, right. by the time the season's starting, yeah. what, are you, what are you saving him for if your plan That's all true. along if – if your plan all along was for him to uh, pitch at least in some capacity in the majors, um, you know, they talked about it. Uh, you know, it looked like he was going to be on some kind of innings or pitch limit uh, – you know, to reduce the wear and tear on him because he's never thrown that many innings. Well, it's only 60 games. There's not that many innings to go around. So uh, I I don't think it makes any sense to start him on some kind of, uh, you know, like a taxi squad just waiting to get called up. Right. Because um, 60 games, every game matters in this season. I know technically every single game, every season matters, but – you know, each individual game is heightened when it when it's only sixty games, and I think you got to have your best five pitchers out there to start the year. Uh, and I don't think there's any way he is not one of their best five starting pitchers at this point. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they got to have him out there if they want if they want to win. You know, I think he gives them the best shot. Even even Over. you know, say they're they don't want to overdo it, especially with weird like. Um, you know, training going on in between spring training and the second spring training, you know, routines getting messed up. But even if they just want to throw him out of the bullpen, like he's going to be one of their, one of their best pitchers. Uh, So I I just think it would be, they'd be doing, um, you know, the rest of the roster and the people who watch the Phillies and, and, you know, the, the coaching staff who has to, decide who goes out there it feels like they wouldn't be putting the best roster out there if if he's not there doing people a disservice yeah no I agree with that um you know and and on the subject of Boehm I think we should talk about uh there is going to be a DH in the NL 
this year. It's not, it's, you know, not 2021, um, at least for, for this agreement, but it will be this year. Uh, so with that in mind, who is the Phillies DH this year? Who is your, your pick and what does their ideal lineup look like? So who I think it'll be is probably mostly Alec Bohm, uh, and, you know, some JT Realmuto mixed in, some other guys mixed in, just for days off, you know what I mean? Um, who I think it should be, um, I, I think if you can have Jay Bruce in your lineup as much as possible without having to play the field, and uh, you can get who, if you can get what appears to be Adam Hazley, um, if you can get that spot out of the lineup and um, come off the bench, that makes your your team better. Um, you know, it'd be Hazley or maybe Roman Quinn at this point, you would assume might man uh, center field for them. Uh, but neither of them really are outstanding hitters uh, or anything and, or haven't shown that to this point. So what I would do if I, if I managed the Phillies uh, is put Kingery in center field, uh, Segura, at second, Didi obviously at shortstop, and then Alec Bohm at third base. That does one of two things. Like I said, that allows you to get that weaker bat who would probably be in center field out of the lineup, and it brings Jay Bruce into your lineup, who's a legit power threat. Uh, probably can't play the field, on, at least not on a consistent basis, uh, especially not in the outfield anymore. Uh, he couldn't even – throw because of injury uh at the end of last season but if you can get that bat in the lineup every day uh that's i think that's a plus for your team and then um you also get to see what alec bohm is at third base yeah i i think i agree with you there i think we probably have touched on this before on this podcast just yeah that, probably about four and a half months ago yeah that that the philly's best lineup is one that includes Scott Kingery playing center field. Um, we know that Joe Girardi wants to stick him at one position and leave him there the whole season. And um, it does look like it'll probably be second base. Um, but I mean, I think it should be center field. I think he showed last year, he really improved um, playing it a bunch. And I think that you know, his bat in center field. And then, like you said, replacing Hazley or Quinn in the lineup with Bruce. Um, it's, it's significant enough to offset what you might lose at defense at third base. And like, I think you gain defense in center field. Uh, like, I think, I think Scott Kingery is a good defensive center fielder. I don't know if you can d- definitively say that about either Roman Quinn or Adam Hazley um, um, at this point. Yeah, I think uh, I think that they're both of those guys are definitely capable. And Quinn, with his speed, uh, I think that he's probably at least like a little bit above average, uh, just because he is so fast. But um, it's you know, it's tough to tell. We haven't seen him there in the majors uh, over a huge stretch. But I, I think he, I think he's a solid defender. I think Hazley, he made some kind of highlight catches last year in center that, uh, you know, maybe made people think he's a little bit better in center than he is. I think he's probably more of a left fielder um, than, than a center fielder. But Kingery, like 
like you said, um, he did a good job in center field last year. And it seems like every position he plays, the longer he does it, the, the better he gets at it. Um, it felt like that happened with shortstop. Um, you know, yeah, it's a as, shame they didn't give him more time at pitcher. <laughs> yeah, that's a maybe he didn't get better as he went along at at pitcher. That I think he only had that that one appearance, and yeah. it felt like the more he pitched, the worse you felt. <laughs> the worse you felt about it. So yeah. that's the that was the one spot. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I I agree about him in center field. I I, I think if I. If I was in charge, that's where I'd go uh, with him. But, you know, also, you, you do want your players to be as comfortable as possible. Um, so maybe they feel like second base is the spot for him uh, in that regard. But uh, I think the defensive versatility, um, even if it isn't the most comfortable position, I think uh, that has a little bit more value to it. Uh, you know, then the second base. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see, what else? So there is another rule change. Um, start the 10th inning with a runner on second base uh, for each team uh, and extras. Obviously, that's going to be Roman Quinn for the Phillies. How do you feel about this rule? Do you think it plays to the Phillies' advantage at all? Because they do have Quinn, who's probably one of the top – five or 10 fastest players in baseball. Um, yeah. So, um, so the, the rule is it'll be um, whoever the, the last batter was uh, the previous inning. But like you said, uh, the Phillies will probably pinch run at least uh, some of the time, maybe if it's a, uh, you know, McCutcheon or, or Harper or somebody like that, that they won't want out of, or real Muto, they won't want them out of the lineup uh, and, and they'll just go with that base runner. But in, in quite a few cases, it seems like they'll be able to go with somebody like Roman Quinn, who when healthy is one of the faster players in major league baseball. And I think extra innings could be a very, you know, very useful time to have that kind of player on, on your team. You, uh, you think about um, some of the postseason runs that, uh, that the Royals made, uh, not too long ago and they always had uh, Terrence Gore on their team and he'd, he'd go in and run and uh, you know he was on the Cubs too mm-hmm. right yeah and uh, you know I think Roman Quinn's probably a not probably I think when healthy he's a much better baseball player than than Gore uh, overall because you know he he just couldn't really hit or anything like that but because uh, you know we saw it at points last year Roman Quinn had had some moments where he was he showed some real pop. Like he was hitting yeah, he some double some deck. Tanks. He has some <laughs> double deck home runs. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, not to, not to take away from him as a baseball player. Cause he's, um, he's more than just a runner, but to have that kind of um, speed in, in an extra inning game, like that could make for some exciting stuff, uh, you know, be able to walk it off on a single right away. Um, so, I don't know. What do you think of what do you think of the rule as a whole, outside of just what it means for the Phillies? What What do you think uh, about it? I think it's dumb. Like, come on. I, I think like 
if if what like what's the point is it does it have to do with not wanting them to play long yeah like, yeah it the get it out. no it's just to get game well oh, for this yeah. for this so they've tried it at the minor leagues and in the world baseball classic just so to speed up games and it seems like they're doing this because they uh short season they don't want to blow through a ton of pitchers and and things like that get games over quicker um extra inning games while like they're kind of cool also like at some point it's like you want it to be over no i see i disagree i never want an extra inning game to be over because the longer a game goes the weirder it gets and so like the trevor poof game you don't comes have to mind. you don't have vince velasquez in left field and roman quinn on the mound you know you don't have trevor poof hitting a walk-off home run off Enrique Hernandez. like Yeah, but I don't – Yeah, but only like – only like baseball weirdos like like you enjoy that. They yeah. kind of – I don't think that's who they're trying to appeal to with this rule. Oh. I think this is just to create some more excitement, uh, you know, a little earlier in the game for – this is a more casual fan kind of rule, I think. Yeah, um, just to get the games over a little quicker and create some excitement at the end. It has like almost. Um, I, I think they're gonna not do it in the playoffs, and they'll just do regular Good. extra innings in the playoffs. So yeah. it has almost like a a hockey shootout kind of feel right. to it. Just like something so the regular season games aren't taking forever. Uh, you know, in extra innings or overtime. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know it makes sense. I just I'm gonna miss those. It's kind of cool though. Like if you have if you have a like an elite base runner, like somebody like Quinn or, or another super fast guy on the bases, like the, it, I I feel like that's exciting. You know, because yeah. it, it's that instant. Uh, you know, it's it's already high leverage, like right off the yeah. bat to start extra innings. Right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm. I'll, I'll give it a chance, see how it plays out. Um, yeah, because like I, I don't. It's not implemented for next year yet. I don't think so. The worst thing that happens is it goes really badly, and everybody hates it, and they get rid of it. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I guess the worst thing that happens is everybody hates it, and then they keep doing it. But right, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, do you have any other thoughts on baseball and? Um, just how this short season might unfold. Yeah. So I, like I said, I am very excited. Give me your way too early world series predictions. World series predictions, raise Dodgers, raise in six. Raise Dodgers, raise in six. Who you got for world series MVP? Um, World Series MVP. I got to think about that. Um, who on the Rays is going to have? I say Morton pitches in three games. I was going to say I was going to say Yanni Chirinos comes out of nowhere and just he like pitches like twenty five innings and. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, be more likely to be one of those guys. Morton Glass now. That seems so good. Yeah, they're stacked. Uh, My World Series prediction. um, 
Let me think. Let me think. Oh, I think... <laughs> I think I got the Astros. I think I got the Astros. Dude, like, I was thinking about the Astros the other day. I'm like, I think they're kind of getting underrated because everybody's like, Yankees, yeah. Rays, Yankees, Rays. I'm like, but that, that lineup is still insanely good. And they have Verlander. And I was like, oh, my God. They still have Zach Greinke. I completely forgot. <laughs> um, like, they're still good. I'm going to go Astros. Astros-Dodgers. A little bit of a rematch. Could, yeah. That would be intense. Tell me that wouldn't yeah. be awesome. That would be great. That would be really awesome. Who who out of the NL? I got the Dodgers not... winning it. I got at, right, right now I got the Dodgers winning it. Who's we'll the MVP? Go. Oh, MVP. MVP. Um, hmm. I'll go the easy way. I'll, nah, I'll say Bellinger. Kershaw, are you kidding me? I'll go Bellinger. Yeah. Who in the NL outside of the Dodgers? Like, who's the best team? In the NL? Yeah, um, outside of the Dodgers. The Braves? Marlins? <laughs> I really <laughs> don't be, know. It's going to be really fun. Because I feel like every team uh, in the NL East is, like, kind of close together. The Braves are, like, a little bit a ahead. Little, yeah. The Padres are pretty good. The Reds. Reds are pretty good. I still think the Cubs are pretty good. The Brewers made the wild card game last year. Like, yeah, and like the Cardinals aren't bad. Like, the only bad teams are who the Pirates. The Pirates are very Giants. bad. Giants are going to be bad, but uh, apparently they're looking into uh, into Puig according Puig. to Bowden. Yo, Puig's my short season MVP pick. He doesn't even have a team yet. <laughs> he will. All right, good point. Good point. Um, yeah, you got any other baseball things? To say? Um, one last question: Who weirdly breaks a record, like maybe the ERA record or batting average or some like something obscure? No, like nobody's gonna break batting average. Like, I'm seeing some of that on my timeline. Like, yeah, I guess not. Like, Bellinger. You know, who's batting even, like, 400? 400. Like, yeah. that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, ERA. Someone could have an ERA under one. That would not shock me. Yeah. I um, I don't know. Sandy Alcantara? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I, <laughs> I don't. Ari, Arietta. He's going to pull off the Arietta back. Arietta's been very good his first 10, 10 or 12 starts his first two years as a Philly. So keep that in mind. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Who knows? Could be a weird season. It's definitely going to be a weird season. I'm just intrigued to see how. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the perfect way to end it. All right. Well, thanks to everyone for listening. Um, we'll be back next week, and we're really looking forward to talking about some real live baseball soon. You can listen to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller every Wednesday on philliesnation.com and all streaming services.